has lost their dearest friend. All that he said, now he was dead, so this was the way it would end. The dreams they had dreamed were not what they seemed. Now that he was dead and gone, the garden, the jail, the hammer, the nail, how could a night be so long? Then came the morning, night turned From afar, the wedding, the water, the wine. Now it was done, they had taken her son to die for your sins and mine. She knew it was true, she'd watched him die too. She heard them call him just a man. But
Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Temple Baptist Church. Take your songbooks. Page 27, The Old Rugged Cross. Good morning, page 27. Play through one more time. Page number 27 in your red books. Stand with me if you will. We'll sing The Old Rugged Cross. On a hill far away stood an old
I'm going to have a word of prayer with you, but I'm going to take advantage of this. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here today. And, uh, hey, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, I owe my life to my mother. Yeah, and uh, it's a great, great day. And uh, thank God for mothers. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in church today. We thank you for your people that we love. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for for dying on that cross and paying the penalty for our sins. And Lord, we take it for granted that we can be in church. We take it for granted that we can walk and talk and, and be ourselves. And because of you, we're here to celebrate Mother's Day, but most of all, Lord, to celebrate the fact that you come out of that grave on that third day. And God, we ask your blessings upon this service. We ask your blessings on the singing. We ask your blessings today, Lord, as Brother Ben preaches today. We pray for your power upon the service. God, speak to our hearts. Enlighten us with your word that we might go out from here a different person. That we might be used of you to glorify you and to get the gospel to a lost and dying world. We praise you now for this time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, page 105, All That Thrills My Soul is Jesus. Page 105. Just say hello to your neighbor.
thumb books again here. We'll turn to uh, number on the third verse here. Third verse. What a wonderful redemption. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. And uh, glad that you guys are here. Happy Mother's Day to reiterate Brother James's sentiments as well this morning. And again, uh, there will be no service this evening. So just the service here this morning. Uh, no church here tonight. So enjoy your time with family. Enjoy your time with mothers. And uh, hopefully you guys have a good day together. Now looking forward to this week. A couple of announcements here. Uh, Wednesday is just a regular uh, Wednesday night activity, 7 p.m. here at the church, Bible study. And then uh, we will have Master's Club, and uh, we're down to just the last couple of weeks for uh, the, the club year this year. And then also the youth group will be, be meeting as well. Now, this Thursday, you know, we just this last month, we had the uh, ladies' event. Um, there will be, we're ready already next to uh, the month of May, we're ready for the next ladies' event. That's going to be Thursday, May 12th. 6.30 here in the chapel at the church. So this Thursday, ladies' event. Uh, if you need any information on that, there are uh, some flyers out there in the uh, information station there in the lobby. And then uh, this Saturday, regularly scheduled events as well, this Saturday, May 14th, 8 a.m. men's prayer meeting here in the church, and then 12 p.m. street ministry uh, meeting over there uh, by the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and the Verizon uh, near the Walmart there. Now, uh, looking forward here too, it looks like the last, um, the last Master Club night is going to be, uh, Wednesday, May 25th. And so again, just if you, if you kids work on your books there, get things going, uh, just, uh, those are the things that were, um, wrap up for this, for the, uh, book year. Now also too, so as the moms head out, uh, this afternoon, uh, there will be a table set up in the lobby there. And, uh, we have some things that the, the churches wanted to give to, to all the moms, so please feel free to stop by there and uh, get your uh, parting gift. Right, Christina? Parting gift, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully you guys will enjoy uh, the uh, the stuff that they have for you guys out there as well. 
All right, I think we have everything going. We'll keep things moving here this morning. Uh, if you stand, we'll sing one last hymn here. Page 121, Like a River Glorious. Page 121. Like a river
Good morning. It's nice to see all of the mothers here on Mother's Day. It's also nice to see um, some children have traveled in from out of out of town to be with their mothers today. Um, I'm sure that you'd probably say, you know, mother wanted more than anything else to see me. She didn't need a gift. I'll just be the gift today. But you know what? If you bought her a gift as well, then it doesn't hurt, does it? So it's not too late. You can go to the store after after church. Revelation chapter uh, 21 this morning is where I'm going to be preaching uh, from. Revelation chapter 21, this is a, uh, because it is Mother's Day, I'm going to try and preach a, a Mother's Day message to you all today. I uh, hope that this message today gives, is a blessing to you, uh, gives you some fresh encouragement uh, in the role of being a mother. Um, now my mother, uh, she passed away some 12 years or so ago now. Uh, she was a great lady. Um, most of you never met her. Um, I think uh, other than myself, uh, my wife met her. Uh, Nathaniel did. And um, Teddy almost did. Uh, my mother battled cancer for a long, long time. Um, and Jessica was with child. And the child happened to be the one that we call Teddy, uh, Hurricane Ted. Um, and he, looks, he looked up at me at that. He's, he's paying attention. Um, and um, she tried when she knew that Teddy was going to be born and uh, she knew at that point that she was very ill and it was going to get terminal fairly quickly. And um, she said to Jessica, she said, I'm going to try and uh, try and last long enough to see him born. And uh, she missed it by four or five weeks. But she um, she put in a good fight. Let's just say that because she battled cancer for a, a quite a long time. So this morning's uh, Mother's Day message is going to be a, a little bit different, and you, at first you're going to go, "Where is he going with all of this?" Uh, but it'll it'll make sense after just a little while. We're going to read the first five verses here in Revelation chapter 21. Let's stand uh, together at this time as we read from the Word of God, Revelation chapter 21, and verse number one. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. You may be seated now. May the Lord bless that reading from his word this morning. You might say, well, what has that got to do with mother? Uh, you might have uh, noticed that there was a reference to a bride adorned for a husband. Um, but when a, a bride and a husband get together, uh, just being married, that's not what makes, uh, makes her a mother. Uh, a newlywed uh, woman is not immediately a mother. Um, she's a wife at that point. It's when she has children that she becomes a mother. So how do we get Mother's Day out of that? And the answer is you'll see in just a minute uh, when we look at the next verse. Um, but let's, before we do, let's have a word of prayer. 
Heavenly Father, I ask this morning that you bless the preaching from your word now. May it be a help to the mothers here today. Uh, and Lord, even for the men who uh, might think, well, this is letting me off the hook today. Lord, may it help them to understand what it is to be a mother, how difficult it is to be a mother. So that they may be uh, as husbands and fathers, that they may be in a role uh, able to support their wives to do the very best that they can to raise children for you. And we ask these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now this city that comes down from God out of heaven, what did the Bible call it here in this place? New Jerusalem, okay, New Jerusalem. So let's have, let's turn over to Galatians chapter 4 in your Bible this morning, Galatians chapter 4. And as we read this verse, now you'll start to see the connection, the Mother's Day connection here. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 26 says, But Jerusalem which is above is free, which is the, read it out loud with me, which is the mother of us all. The mother of us all. Uh, A lot of times on Mother's Day, preachers will preach a Mother's Day message and they'll preach a a topical message about a, a, a good mother in the Bible. And there were many good mothers in the Bible. Uh, sometimes preachers will preach about even maybe um, uh, Eve, who was the mother of all living. Um, but I'm going to preach to you this morning something a little different. I'm going to preach to you about a place, uh, a place that the Bible calls a mother. New Jerusalem here is called the mother of us all. Okay, And as such, our spiritual mother is a place and not a person. Now, one of the world's largest religions, which calls itself Christian, will tell you that mother is a person. And they'll try and tell you that Mary is our mother. They'll even call her Mother Mary. But if you're a Bible-believing person today, your birth, in particular your new birth, is not connected with a person, Mary, but a place, New Jerusalem, Because your Bible says, and you say, well, I don't understand that. Hey, there's a lot of things in the Bible that you don't have to understand, but you do have to accept them as truth because it's the Word of God. And this Word of God says that New Jerusalem is the mother of us all. Therefore, I want you to think this morning of mother as not just being a person, but as mothers, you're also a a special place to your children. And that's what I want you to think about today. Mother is a special place. For instance, mother is the place where it all began. Are you not? The place where it all began. Now, if you are truly born again, then according to 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, that you were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. That is to say that every person who's born again, their salvation is connected to this book. And if you say, well, I'm going to heaven and my salvation has nothing to do with this book, then you today are as lost as a chicken in the Kentucky Derby. Very topical since it was Derby Day yesterday. Um, You stand no chance if you think that you can get to heaven without this book. Every person who's born again is born again of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. 
But we all understand. We don't have to be brilliant to understand that there is no birth of a child until that seed gets to a special place, correct? The only people who think that you can be born without a man and a woman coming together are what we call Democrats nowadays. These people are thoroughly out of control between the years. I don't wish to preach politics on Mother's Day, but the reason why you're here this morning, the reason why you're here this morning is because of a man, a biological male, and a woman, a biological female. Okay? There's no one here that was born today as a result of two men or as a result of two women. And we got some people in this country today and you say, well, how can you say that? I can say that because it's the truth. Okay, Uh, and this world is going thoroughly, thoroughly uh, cuckoo at a rate that I thought wasn't ever going to go this fast. And we need to get back to the Bible in this country. Mothers, you're a place where it all began. But you know what? If the Bible says that we were born again of incorruptible seed, that covers the male side of things. But where's the female side of things come in the new birth? The answer is right there in Galatians, New Jerusalem. And that's interesting because you say, well, hang on, there's the the seed and there's New Jerusalem, but don't they have to come together at some point? Psalms answers that question, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled, where? In heaven. And so there is a spiritual thing, it's a spiritual analogy there this morning, in the same way that the, the seed and the woman come together in order for a baby to be born, the word of God is settled in heaven and therefore it is the place where it all began and that's very interesting because new jerusalem uh, jesus said about new jerusalem and about heaven uh, in john chapter 14 he said i go to prepare a place for you okay uh, and he's been gone now for two thousand years preparing that place and jesus when he was on earth was a by trade carpenter he was in the construction industry correct and what god put together in six days here on earth he spent two thousand years in the construction business of this new jerusalem and what i want to encourage you with this morning mother uh, is in the same way that new jerusalem is somewhat of a work in progress it's a work of god so you today as mothers are also a work in progress and it's okay to be that It's okay to feel like, oh, I don't feel like I've got all of this together. Mothers, if you feel like you haven't got it all together sometimes, can I let you in on a little secret as a father? We've got no idea what we're doing most of the time either. Okay? We very much as fathers, we're like, oh, I haven't encountered this problem before. I never thought he'd do this. I never thought she'd say that. Right? As parents, fathers, fathers, help help the ladies out here. Fathers, can you raise your hand and say, sometimes as a father, I feel inadequate right okay now if you sometimes as a father feel inadequate don't ever look at your wife and think woman what are you doing you got no idea what you're doing either okay so just just go easy on your wife there men okay but you mothers you are the place where it all began now you mothers you nurtured your baby for all of those months correct in the womb and jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 God said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, 
And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. This is God speaking to uh, Jeremiah, and God said that Jeremiah uh, had a special ministry uh, even from the time when he was still in the womb, correct? Uh, That's a very special thing, but it all began somewhere. Jeremiah doesn't get to be the prophet if he doesn't make it out of the womb alive. Thank you, Roe versus Wade. He doesn't get to be a prophet if he doesn't make it out of the womb alive. You would not believe the bitter and the vitriol and the violence that is potentially coming to this country as a result of the fact that the Supreme Court may or may not be about to make a decision regarding conception and human life. Uh, And by the way, I read something about a preacher. A preacher pointed out just uh, today, I noticed that um, this morning... There was a preacher pointed out, he said that the Bible never talks about the term pregnancy or anything like that. The Bible uses the term with child. Not with blob, not with cell, not with zygote, not with, as the Democrats are saying right now, not with a parasite within. That's what they're calling babies now. They're calling it a parasite to justify murder. But the Bible says with child. Okay? And Jeremiah doesn't become a prophet if he doesn't make it out of the womb alive. Mothers, you are the place where it all began. And mothers, may I, may I encourage you today as mothers to earnestly desire to be a place where God not only formed your children, but may you, mothers, may you be a place where something special begins. Nobody wants a child just to be another child. We all want, when we have children, we all want them to be something special. Can I tell you about your child being a special child? The particulars and the details are up to God. When Jeremiah was in the womb, was it his mother who decided that he was going to be a prophet or was it God? then parents, we must leave the decisions and the choosing and the direction to God, but we must be earnest in prayer saying, God, do something special with my child. Is that a reasonable thing for you to say today as a mother? Say, mothers, ask God to do something special with your child. They don't all have to be preachers. They don't all have to be missionaries, but God help us. I'm traveling around a lot as a preacher nowadays, and do you know what I see? I see myself... And I'm 49 years old. I'm not just pushing 50. I'm smashing 50 pretty hard. Uh, I'm going to be 50 on July the 4th. And I'm seeing myself as an almost 50-year-old preacher. And I'm looking around as I travel around this country. And I'm one of the young bucks now. There is not a generation of young preacher boys coming up anymore. Mothers, it wouldn't hurt you if you've got young men to pray for them that God would make a preacher out of them because we desperately need them. But they don't have to be a preacher in order to be a good and effective young man for God in this world today. Look, we need some Christian motor mechanics who have some decent ethics about the way they mechanic the cars, right? We need some good Christian doctors here in this world today, do we not? Be nice to have some Christian lawyers instead of the crooks that we've got. It would even be nice to have some good Christian politicians, But pray that God will do something with your child and the place that it begins is at home with you. Be the place where it all 
begins. Now let's look at Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21. We'll spend most of the rest of the message here this morning in Revelation 21. So first, mother, you're the place where it all began. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Can I tell you the next thing you need to be this morning, mothers? You need to be a place that's connected with God. When your children think of you, mother, they need to think of God. That's critically important. When your children think of you, they don't need to think of your favorite television show. The first thing that comes to their mind ought not to be, oh, mother loves to go to such and such restaurant. Not that there's anything wrong with that. When they think of you, they, they should not think of your favorite hobby or activity. Oh, mother loves gardening. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But as your children think of you, they should think of you as mother is a mother who is connected to God. Mom and God are tight together. Mom has a relationship with God. She has a connection with God. Be a place where God's presence is real as a mother. Your children should know that they can always come home to you when they need to get a hold of God. How many times over the years have you heard stories of men, uh, even famous and successful preachers, uh, whose lives were going in the wrong direction and they knew that it was their mother's prayers and their mother's intercession for them that became the irresistible force in their life that brought them back to God. I do not recall the name of the preacher, but I do remember hearing one preacher uh, who told that a story that he came home one night trying to quietly sneak into the house at like 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning and he'd been out on the town and he'd been out drinking and he thought that he was getting away with it and he was going to go home and get uh, he was going to get into bed and have a couple hours sleep and hopefully the smell would get off of his breath and he'd sober up in the morning and his mother would know uh, would know nothing of it and as he sneaked inside the house he had to walk past her bedroom to get to his own and he heard her on her knees praying for him Saying, oh God, I know what he's doing. Oh God, I know he's a drunk. But will you forgive him for his sin? Oh, he thinks he's so clever. He thinks he can hide this from me. But oh God, will you save him from his wickedness? And that boy went to bed miserable. And God convicted his heart over his sin. And he straightened his life out and became useful for God. Children, can I tell you something else? More than any other thing, your Kids, uh, mothers, your kids need to understand that you are a woman of God. How tight, mother, how tight is your connection to the throne of God today? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of... Anyone know what the last word of the verse is? That we may find grace to help in time of need. God help you mothers today. We live in the most needy time there has ever been. And we need mothers. Who are connected 
to the throne of God today. Look at Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Mothers, you need to be a place connected with comfort. You do not like to see your children suffering, correct? And yet you know that If you're a mother, your children have suffered in the past and you know that they will suffer again in the future. When your kids are kids, the stakes aren't so high. When your kids are small, you're comforting them because of a scraped knee or you're comforting them because they got hit by a baseball at a baseball game. Or you're comforting them because they got punched by some other kid in the playground. But you're being a comfort to them. But you understand as they grow through their teenage years and into their adult years that suddenly the stakes are higher. And sometimes it's less so around the physical pain and more so around the, the emotional pain of life. And mothers, as a mother, you need to be a place of comfort to your children. Uh, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, I'll just turn there briefly so you can stay there in Revelation. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Mothers, you need to know the scriptures in order to provide the comfort that only comes from the scriptures. And so there'll be times when no matter how much daddy knows his Bible, and daddy has a special role to play, but mothers, sometimes as your children grow up, they're going to need the comfort that will come from you and your knowledge of the scriptures. So mothers, can I encourage you today to be faithful in your Bible because your children are going to need it. I have just spent the best part of a week uh, in Nevada uh, at a work conference, but also preaching in uh, Las Vegas in Nevada. And and I understand that Nevada is, uh, uh, Las Vegas in particular, is a, is a very special and a, an exceptionally wicked place in this nation. But you got to remember that for all that Vegas is a specially wicked place here in this nation, most of what you see there that's haywire is tourists going there. In other words, you can't just write that off and say, well, Vegas is just a wicked place full of weird people. No, Americans travel there knowing that it's a wicked place full of evil. That's what they want to see. That's what they want to be entertained by. What I'm saying to you this morning is it's not just that Las Vegas is a wicked place, but that we live in a wicked nation. And it could have been prevented if every mother in America that claims to be Christian actually lived in the Bible and lived by the Bible. We've got to be not just, as independent Baptists, sometimes we focus on, oh, the men have to be men of the Bible, so do the ladies. 
Because mother, you can provide comfort to your children in a way that the man cannot provide comfort. And it's the comfort of the scriptures that your children are desperately going to need. It's a place, mothers, you need to be a place of comfort. Look at Revelation chapter 21. And verse number 10. And he carried me away into the in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Having the glory of God. Mother, you need to be a place connected with glory. When I look at this verse and I see that New Jerusalem has the glory of God. I think immediately of the verse Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mothers, you cannot show the glory of God without a clear testimony of salvation. And can I say to you today, mothers, if you've never talked to your children about how you got saved... Today would be a great day to do that. Today would be a great day to tell your children and say, you know what, there was a time when I realized that I came short of the glory of God. And tell them how you came to receive the Lord as your Savior, because mothers, you need to be connected with glory. And then once you are saved, you need to live a life reflecting the glory of God. That, by the way, is exactly what the church is supposed to do. Jesus was the light of the world, correct? And yet he said to his disciples, he said, ye are the light of the world. True? You you say, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say there is a principle in the Bible that goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, where God talked about what he stuck up there in the sky, and he talked about the sun, and he said the greater light to rule the day... The Bible calls the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of Righteousness, S-U-N, like sunshine. He is the Son of Righteousness. And he said that the greater light was to rule the day and the lesser light was to rule the night. When he speaks of the lesser light, he speaks of the moon and the only role that the moon has. The Bible says, behold, even to the moon and lo, it what? Shineth not. You see, the Bible is a very scientific book. The Bible says that the moon doesn't shine. It has no light of itself. The moon's role is to reflect the light of the sun to the world. And that is the role of Christians. That is the role of the church. That is to say that we have no light in ourselves, but when we get saved, we are to reflect the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, and it's supposed to shine unto them. And we do that by reflecting the light of Christ to the world. You'll notice that when the world comes between you, the moon, and him, the sun, then we have darkness when the world gets in the way. And that's exactly what we have in the world today. We have a world full of people who are supposed to be Christians, but they've let the world get in the way, and they're not reflecting the light of anything. Mothers, you need to be connected with God's glory. And even little things matter. For instance, and I'm not going to go into a long dissertation on this. It's not my goal to make every mother mad on Mother's Day. 
but little details matter. Such as 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 15 says, Mother, your hair was given to you for a glory. Mother, I'm not going to tell you how to do your hair today, but I am telling you, going to say this. Look like a mother. Dress like a mother. Walk like a mother. Talk like a mother. Be glorious. Men aren't glorious. If you ever see a man that looks glorious, he probably came from Las Vegas where I've just been. But be connected with glory and God's glory in particular. Revelation chapter 21 and the next verse before I read the verse to you, I'm going to tell you a story, true story. When I was a a kid, uh, and those of you who know me very well know that I have a woeful memory. I forget so much. Um, It's really sad. We'll just call it sad. Um, But I still remember when I was a kid at one stage, I was probably about 12 years old, probably about Teddy's age. And um, in the city that I lived in, they built an, the city is built around an artificial lake. They put a big dam at one end of a river and formed a lake. And then they built all of the government buildings all around the lake. And it's all quite pretty. Um, and the government of France donated to the, to the Australian government, they donated um, some magnificent bells, bells of all different shapes and sizes that you literally can play a great big keyboard that looks like an organ keyboard. It looks like, you know, the foot pedals underneath an organ? And um, the people who play this, they're called uh, Carillionists. Anyone ever, here ever seen or heard a Carillion before, a bell, a bell tower being played? They wear leather gloves on their hands and they strike these keys, and the keys are connected to rods and wires and everything that um, hit the hammers on the bells, and it plays music out of this great big tall tower. This tower is probably at least a 100 feet tall, has gigantic bells in there. Some of those individual bells, individual bells weigh more than 20 tons. And the sound of those bells, when someone knows how to play that thing and they're hammering out a tune on that, on that bell tower, the sound of it travels for 10, 15 miles. You can hear it all across the city, this bell uh, tower playing. It's called a Carillion. And the French government donated it to Australia. A very great uh, popular place for tourists to go to. And um, you could actually, they would open the elevator doors. You'd go up there in, into the tower in the elevator and they'd open the elevator doors. And um, to be in the bell tower itself when the music was playing is a, it's an ear-ringing experience. It's very, very loud in there. But they had three levels. One was the level where the bell tower was. One was a level that had a restaurant. Uh, and the other level was the level where the Carillionists played. And they also had a little shop in there full of little trinkets and souvenirs and gifts that you could buy. And um, as a 12-year-old boy, I was a little ignorant from time to time. And I didn't always understand the subtle implications and the subtleties of the English language. And uh, my mother loved to cook. And I saw in there, I saw a really nice shaped wooden spoon... And it had written on the wooden spoon, and it said, Mum, you're the world's greatest stirrer. And I, I gotta buy that for Mum, that's great. Yeah, I can just imagine Mum stirring away at the pot cooking. Mum, you're the world's greatest stirrer. I didn't understand it was like, you know, she was stirring up trouble or anything like that. And I'm like, Dad, Dad, I gotta buy this for Mum. And Dad was like, I don't think that's a good idea, son. Um, 
and I, and I didn't understand, and then he's like, I just don't think it's a good idea. And I'm like, I can't see why it's not a good idea to buy mum a new wooden spoon. She loves to cook. And I just nagged and nagged and nagged and pestered until mum and dad caved in and they let me buy her this wooden spoon that said, mum, you're the world's greatest stir. Well, one day a long time later, I'm not sure how much later, um, I had done something wrong and uh, mum decided it was time to give me the wooden spoon. Well, I don't remember what I did that particular day, but it must have been bad because she came out with, not that one, she came out with a wooden spoon and she just whack, 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 and snapped the wooden spoon in half. She said, you wait here. And she goes back to the kitchen and she comes back with another wooden spoon. Whack, whack, and she snapped the second one in half. Any of you kids, you think you think your mother you know, gets at you with a wooden spoon? You ever had your mother break two of them on you in one single sitting? Well, she goes back to the kitchen And she comes back and the last one she has is the one that I had gifted her. Mom, you're the world's greatest stirrer. And I just had this vision of her snapping that one on me and I gave it to her as a gift. Like, Mom, you can't eat me with that one. That one I gave you as a gift. And she looked at it and she's like, oh, you did. She said, well, you've been a very naughty boy, right? And you deserve it. Okay, Mom, okay. Why did I tell you that story? For this reason. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it, into what? New Jerusalem. Anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Can I tell you something this morning? Mother, we need some mothers who will be no-nonsense kind of mothers. You say, what do I mean by that? I mean, we need some mothers who say, I will not put up with that kind of behavior from my children. Because if you look at what's going on nowadays and people are instructing, they say, well, no matter what your children do, you've got to love them. Yeah, you've got to love them, but you don't have to put up with their nonsense. And we need some parents today in this nation who will talk to their children and not just their little children. We need some parents that will talk to their adult children and say, you and me need to have a talk because I'm not going to put up with your nonsense. We desperately need that. There are adult Christians, there are aging Christians who have adult children who are supposed to be saved and they're living like the world, they're living like reprobates and mothers, you need to have the courage, you need to have enough God in you to say, I will not tolerate your nonsense. Because God says, New Jerusalem, we're not going to put up with that kind of thing. There shall enter into it, in no wise, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. I thank God that my mother was a no-nonsense kind of mother. Now, my mother loved to have fun. <laughs> if my mother got laughing, honestly, I wish I had recordings of my mother laughing. When my mother got going, if she started laughing, she'd get out of control. She could really laugh with the best of them. And you know, there are times when kids get all embarrassed to their parents, like, oh my goodness. Can I tell you something? There are times when it's great to be able to say, I'm adopted. <laughs> uh, you tell your friends, it says, <laughs> They adopted me. I, I'm not like that at all. Um, but um, when my mother really cut loose and got laughing, I was never, ever ashamed of my mother cutting loose and laughing hilariously. We were always glad 
that mum was having a good time because at least if she was laughing that hard, she wasn't about to get the wooden spoon out. Um, but when it was time to get serious, my mother, who liked to have a good time, she could be as serious as serious could be. My mother was way more fierce than my dad when it came to the issue of the wooden spoon. Matter of fact, one of the best things that could ever happen is if my mum got mad enough, and she never realised this, we told her years later, we told her years later, if my mum got mad enough, she'd say, you wait until your father gets home. And we were like, oh, thank you, Lord. Because oh. we knew we were going to get a whooping. But it was nothing compared to the whooping that came from Mama. Mum's whoopings were always way more serious than my dad's. And my mum wouldn't put up with any nonsense. Now, when I was 12 years old, my parents took me out of the uh, public school system and moved me into a small private Christian school, uh, which was one of the best things that ever happened to me. But at this small private Christian school, one of the rules was we had a school uniform and you had to look like you were dressed for a Christian school. It was a particular uniform you had to have. Uh, it was uh, a sort of light grey pants uh, and it was a sky blue shirt and we had a dark blue tie. Uh, and one of the rules was you had to wear your entire uniform all the way home. You couldn't, you know, 3pm when the bell rang and school was out, like, ah, you wouldn't rip off your tie, and, ah, I'm going home. No, you had to wear that tie home. And if it was 40 degrees, sorry, if it was 105 degrees outside um, and it was stinking hot and you were riding your bicycle home, you had to wear that tie and that shirt all the way home. That was the rules. Well, we were riding home one day on the uh, public uh, bus system and the city I lived in, they had public buses that went everywhere and we were riding home from school on the public bus and um, I was sitting there in my little Christian school uniform and um, some kid who was a bully from the public school was showing off to his friends by picking on me. And this kid comes up to me, and I didn't know him from a bar of soap, um, and and he comes up to me and he grabs me by my tie and goes, oh, these Christian kids think that they're really good, goody-goody two-shoes, and he grabbed my tie and started choking me by my tie. Little did he realise the old lady sitting behind me, that was my mother. She was carrying her umbrella that day. She laid into him, a total stranger, with her umbrella. She started assaulting this kid from the public school on the bus with an umbrella. Bang, 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 leave him alone, leave him alone. And this kid goes back to his seat. The big tough kid goes back to, and all of his buddies are now laughing at him. He's become the laughing stock of everything. And I'm straightening out my tie. I'm like, mum, you didn't need to do that. I, I was going to take care of it by myself. I, it's all right, mum. But, but it, was, it was actually kind of really cool. She was a no-nonsense kind of mother. You say, you can't beat someone else's kid with an umbrella. My mother could. Because <laughs> she wouldn't put up with any nonsense. And mothers, can I encourage you to be, not to go around assaulting people with umbrellas, although it does sound like fun. Um, can I encourage you mothers to be no-nonsense kind of mothers and say, we will not put up with this. Your kids, long before they eat, Long before your kids ever cross a line in the sand, your kids had better know where the lines are drawn. On a whole raft of different issues. People often ask me, they know I came from Australia. And uh, in Australia, they have a culture of alcohol and drinking. People joke about Australians, uh, and they say Australians give up drinking when they find out about guzzling. 
uh, and Australians do love to drink. And so when people find out and they say, oh, and they find out that I don't drink, and then they find out that I've literally never drank, do you know why? Because that was a line in the sand that my mother drew. And she said, don't you ever drink. And I haven't always done everything that my mother told me to do, which is why I have some great wooden spoon stories. But I tell you what, when my mother raised me and taught me, she said, don't you ever drink. That was a line in the sand I never crossed. You say that's an unusual thing to be able to say that nowadays. It's because there's not enough mothers telling their kids and putting the fear of God into them. Mother, you need to be a place that's connected with no nonsense. Love your children unconditionally by all means. But if they aren't living right and won't live right, then you need to draw a line in the sand and you need to hold your ground. Now, everything that I just said, you're going to think it's a contradiction of what I'm about to say. But look at Revelation 21 verse 25. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Mother, you need to be a place of an open door. Your kids need to know that no matter what the circumstances are, and even if they have crossed some lines, your kids need to understand that they're always welcome to come back when they come back with a repentant heart. And they, and they need to know that you'll take them back when they mean business. When the prodigal son came home, the Bible talks a lot about the father and we understand why the Bible talks about the father, but the mother was no doubt there on the scenes in the background. And she took him in as well. Not only is the gate open, but you'll notice it says there shall be no night there. That is to say, mothers, if a wayward child of yours wants to make things right, then you need to be available 24-7. Some of you mothers here today have wayward children this morning. And I'm not trying to ruin your Mother's Day by bringing that to your attention. My hope for you today is that you as a Christian mother will beat a path to the mercy seat of God and call on God to bring them to a place of repentance, no matter what it takes. And when they're ready, you need to be that place of an open door. My goal today was not to chide or chastise you mothers, Uh, Far be it from me, who's never been a mother and never will be a mother. You're doing a job that I'll never be capable of. I'm seeing more and more Christian mothers nowadays that you'd look at and you'd say they were good Christian mothers. Some of these Christian mothers, you'd look at them and say, "I, I can't fault how they raise their children. And yet their children are going off the rails and being haywire. And some of you Christian mothers here today, you might look at it, you might think, I don't know what I could have done better. Please don't beat yourself up with that today. 
if you're burdened for your children and if you're grieving for your children today, all I've tried to do is help you from the word of God. The world we live in today is not the same as the world that you grew up in in years gone by. No matter how well you've raised your children, there are temptations now that didn't exist back then. So I haven't tried to chastise or discourage you. I've tried to encourage the younger generations of mothers. I I know and accept that there are good mothers who have done a good job and their children are astray. My own mother... I've got two sisters, and both of my sisters to varying degrees are in sin and in the world. And they were raised in the same house that I was raised in. And if my mother were alive today, she would be grieved for what my two sisters, how my two sisters are living. So I just try and encourage you today. I'm going to finish the message with this this morning. It's, it's a little different from a, a traditional invitation or anything like that. I'm going to ask you mothers if you just do something simple here today. You listen to what I have to say and see if this is for you. And, and pay close attention. Mothers, if you're burdened by one or more of your children today, Mothers, if your children aren't haywire, but you don't want them to go haywire. Mothers, if you understand that the stakes are higher than they've ever been. If the temptations are stronger than they've ever been. If you're burdened for your children today. If you're burdened for your grandchildren today. Rather than having an invitation where we call on you to come down here to the prayer altar. Mothers, if you're just burdened for your children as a means of cure or as a means of prevention, would you stand at this time, just the mothers, and we'll close the service in prayer for you today. Some of you fathers, some of you husbands, some of you children, Would you take the hand of your mother or your wife and pray with them as we close the service today? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the word of God. Lord, we thank you for what the Bible says about New Jerusalem coming down from God. How beautiful New Jerusalem is, how glorious it is. Lord, the fact that you said that it's a place where the gates would not be shut. And yet at the same time, you said that that city is a place where no nonsense will be tolerated, nothing that defileth, nothing that worketh abomination, nothing that maketh a lie. Lord, I pray today, Lord, without me knowing the burdens that these mothers and grandmothers face, without knowing the concerns that they have, without knowing the grief that some of them have today, Lord, by them standing here this morning. Lord, as they stand, they're closer to heaven. And Lord, may they today 
get a hold of you. Lord, today may you hear from heaven. Lord, those whose hearts are heavy, Lord, may you apply the balm of Gilead today to them in ways that only you can do. Lord, may the comfort of the scriptures comfort them today. Lord, those whose children are astray this morning, I pray that somehow these mothers today would get a hold of them. And Lord, may they come back to you today. May they start to take at least one step in the right direction this day. Lord, may those children honor their mothers and honor the wishes of their mothers today. Lord, those here this morning who are raising youngsters who don't want their children to go the wrong way, who don't want to have grieving hearts for wayward children in the future, Lord, they want to be good mothers. God help them. Lord, they might not know how to deal with all of the issues in the world today. Lord, give them wisdom. Lord, they have a perfect word of God in their hand or in their lap this morning. Lord, may you give them insight and understanding into that word. Lord, may their children see them as ladies of the book. May their children see them as women of God who can reach heaven with their prayer lives. Lord, I pray that every person here today that's a child would have some cause to thank you today for the mother that you gave them. Lord, we're in desperate, desperate need of good mothers in this land today. Lord, I pray that the preaching would have been a help to every mother here today. Lord, I pray you give them joy today. I pray that you give them opportunity to laugh today. I pray you give them opportunity to uh, just enjoy their children, enjoy their special, special place that you've given them as mothers. Very different place to that as the role of a father. We pray you dismiss us all with your blessing. Lord, may every mother today leave saying that they got something from the word today and they got something from you today. Lord, you said draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. So, Lord, I pray that these mothers truly would draw nigh to you now. And may you draw nigh to them and may they know your presence today. Lord, give them harmony and happiness in their homes. Lord, as you formed Jeremiah in the womb to be a special man for you, Lord, may the mothers of these children, may their children turn out to be something special for you as well. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Thank you especially to all your mothers, not just for being at church, but thank you for the work that you do as a mother. And uh, don't forget to grab your swag on the way out the door. Thank you. Um.